welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Love Hacks, podcast by Lunch Actually. In this episode, join me and our date coaches Renee and Angela as we talk about the topic, No One Lives Up To My Expectation, Am I Too Picky? For the next hour, hear what Renee and Angela have to say about the three different signs to know whether you are being over picky or you're just having high standards. How the five stages of relationship affect your dating journey and practical tips to develop a healthy dating attitude to increase your chance of finding the right one. As a surprise, we also have a special gift at the end for you, the five stages of relationship ebook. So make sure you stay tuned until the end and enjoy the episode. So that's why um, today I'm very excited because I have two of my coaches, Angela, whom you guys are very familiar with, you know, especially those of you who have been joining us for a while. And we also have a new coach who have joined us as well, Renee, which you will, uh, you know, hear more from later. So uh, other than that, of course, you know, like we have our matchmaking services, we have our coaching services, and most recently we have a lunch actually app as well. So uh, if you have not checked that out, you can check that out in the app store. It's available in both um, the Apple store and also the Google Play store. Okay, so with that, uh, of course, I really want to welcome my two special guests. So I mentioned just now, we have Renee and we have Angela. So let's give them the lunch actually welcome, which you guys are very, very good at. So please type hello, welcome in the chat, you know, like to welcome both of our special guests tonight. And, uh, you know, especially, you know, like, um, please give a very, very warm welcome to Renee because uh, she's new to our webinar, but I told her not to worry because, you know, like our webinar crowd is amazing amazing you know like what i'm seeing right now all the hellos welcomes you know everything is like rolling in i can't even like uh mention all of them right okay so uh i'll give renee a bit of a breather i'll start with uh, angela first so maybe angela you want to do a quick introduction for our community i think most of them know you but we do have half of the room who are actually new to our webinar so uh, over to you angela Thank you, Violet. So hi, how are you doing? Good to see you here. So I'm Angela. I have been a senior day coach in lunch actually for more than six years. So uh, what I do here, my role is basically to analyze where and what are the dating obstacles each single is facing and help them to overcome them. Awesome. Thank you, Angela. And uh, Angela, you have any uh, interesting stories to share? I always love to hear your stories because you meet so many clients. So what was one of the more recent, you know, like maybe interesting encounter that you have had with a client? Uh, I would say it's a happy news. So recently I received a lady uh, who I coached a couple years back then. So I was with her for almost, almost a year. Uh, so on a regular basis uh, so she is a uh, mid-40s uh, got no dating experience before so um, she basically was a blank paper la. so um, we, we gone through like where to meet people how she can uh, converse on day how she can attract etc so every time I talk to her in a session she would say no 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 I can't do it <laughs> okay and that goes on for like almost a year but at the end uh, gradually she moved from uh, small step by small step and then at the end she uh, found someone and now she sent me a message say she is engaged 
wow, that's amazing. I, I muted myself just now. I like really need to like unmute, right? So I'm like just pressing on the space bar. I don't even have time to find my unmute button. But I'm just so excited to hear that story. I think that's very encouraging. And I think this also shows us that, you know, like age is definitely not an issue because a lot of times people will say like, oh, I'm in my 40s. Is it too late? And uh, I think even sometimes people say, I don't have like the uh, experience, you know, like, but like what Angela has uh, mentioned to us, as long as you just follow through, as long as you just take one step at a time, you know, like you get there, like so excited for this client that Angela has just talked about. And with that, I want to hand the time over to Renee. Renee, welcome. Hi, Yay. thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Renee, I think, you know, everybody must be very curious. They want to know more about you. Yes, so please thank introduce you. yourself to our community. Hi, thank you. Thank you, thank you for having me. Uh, so my name is Renee. I'm a date coach uh, in lunch, actually. So my dream is to actually help singles all over the world to find happiness in love. I've been uh, providing singles with the tools, the techniques, and the guidance they need to turn things around the right way. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Renee. Now I want to hear firstly from Angela. So Angela, what's your view about over-picky versus having a standard? Is it the same thing or like what are some of the differentiating factors? Okay, thank you, Violet. So I'm sure many of us have been told that like you are being too picky at least once in our life. So and some of you start wondering, am I? So when it comes to finding the right partner, there is a major differences between having a high standards or just simply being way too picky. So however, uh, these two things can be quite confusing. So because I, how would you know to stick to your standards or to lower them in order to be more realistic? So having standards is important because it helps you to know the most important things that it takes to uh, make a marriage doable for a long haul. So when it comes to the morals, uh, values, beliefs, lifestyle, relationship, and life goals, uh, as well as uh, financial independence, honesty, uh, personality and chemistry. Uh, these are the things that no one should ever compromise. So these are your core leads and standards. So other things such as height or looks, uh, these are your preferences or your wants. So which you should try uh, to be at least a bit more flexible about. Um, so to know if you are having standard or being too picky. Uh, let's break it down. Uh, one is you don't want to meet them before anything. So when your friends or your family want to introduce you uh, to someone they know, uh, and then you refuse to meet them and already say, uh, no offense, uh, I don't want to meet because he works in this company, uh, or his looks is not really my type. Uh, so it means that you are just uh, too picky. So another good example is uh, when we uh, talk to someone on phone or dating apps, uh, but you get the impression that like there is no chemistry. Uh, so you block, uh, you block the chance of even meeting them in person. So there is always uh, being way too picky um, uh, because uh, not everyone is how they uh, are when they are on the phone or in the messages. Like. So um, it is critical to meet a person face-to-face -face, uh, to be able to tell if there is uh, anything there. So giving them a chance before you say no to them, um, uh, say no uh, before the meetup. Uh, 
Okay, so uh, secondly, uh, the Angela, Angela, yes, maybe yes. before we go to the second one, now uh, we mm. ask them first. Okay, so who is guilty of this? Like after I, uh, your friends want to introduce you to someone, right? Then you say, I yeah, no la no la. She works in XX company or he works in XX company. Do one or just look at the face, uh, just one glance. Then like, I yeah, not my type la, not my type. Okay, come come come. Time to be honest. Let us know. Is that you? Okay, not bad lah. Uh. People very honest ah. Uh. So we have like Anis who say me ha 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 ha. Ruth say me. Mina say me. Alice say me. Abby say me. I say oh my goodness. Like and it goes on eh. <laughs> okay, lah, huh? you are at the right place. Okay, now you know the answer already. Okay, but don't judge yourself too quickly because we still have another three more to go. Huh? Or two more to go. Okay, yes, over back to you, Angela. Thank you. So many of you are so honest. <laughs> so, uh, secondly, um, the smallest things are to turn you off. So, once you, once you start dating them for a bit, you find yourself uh, getting turned off by the smallest things. For example, uh, you don't like how they chew their food or uh, they wear flat shoes instead of high heels. So, even the most perfect person will have something you do not like and that's okay. So, before you stop the chance of anything real to happen, uh, give it some time and relax a little bit more. So uh, these imperfections are what makes all of us um, human after all. Last but not least, you don't even meet your standard uh, that you made for them. So when you have your checklist, uh, the type of people you want to meet would also have their checklist. So don't forget to ask yourself if you also meet all those things, the other person's checklist. So you choose them, the reality is they also choose you. Uh, so if you are still far from your own standards, uh, it would be good, uh, a good time uh, to uh, work on ourselves before choosing. <laughs> Angela, I think well, this third point uh, well, very brutal. Eh. <laughs> but at the same time, <laughs> I, I think it, it's very good. <laughs> okay, so if you didn't hear the third point, I repeat it for you. Okay, so the third point is you don't even meet the, your standard that you made for them. <laughs> so Billy, very honest, Billy say, uh, I think I'm in number three. Ha ha. <laughs> Felice say, step in the heart. <laughs> And Brian say, I agree. <laughs> okay, so I, I think this is important. Like what Angela have said just now, you know, it's like uh, we choose people, people also choose me. Lah, okay, I choose us, right? So I think this is something for us to take note of. Uh, so I think maybe after sharing of these three points, um, some of us, you know, like in Chinese, we say, or like Cantonese, uh, meaning um, I think we more or less have the answer. Lah, huh? Are we picky or are we not picky? Uh, who, who knows already? Who, who knows the answer? After hearing from Angela, are you picky or are you not picky? Uh, let us know in the chat. Okay, so uh, I think uh, Angela, I agree, you know, like I think everybody is probably picky to a certain level or you know, certain level. I think the most important thing is really we need to know like what are we being picky about, you know, because at the end of the day, there are actually different levels of attraction, which, you know, like Rene will be sharing a bit more with us. So I think, you know, when it comes to being picky, it's important like, to be picky on like what I would say are the more uh, significant criteria and not um, the uh, just superficial criteria, which is what some of the things Angela have mentioned just now, you know, like I, I think the one she said, like quite funny one was just now, uh, whether they wear flat shoes instead of high heels. I, I know it sounds like so like trivial, right? But I think the fact that Angela has brought it up, right, is definitely a real example. Or like, you know, I remember um 
there's this guy very poor thing eh? he is a librarian oh my goodness it's like we have so much difficulty sending him on dates because people are like huh librarian ah? no lah I don't want to go on date then we are like you don't even know him like you cannot judge someone just based on like uh, their industry or their job right oh my goodness so Okay, so if that's you, then you know what I'm saying. Lah. Okay, so with this, I want to turn the time over to Renee because Renee will be sharing with us what are actually the three levels of attraction. Thank you, Violet. So the first and basic uh, level of attraction is actually based on biological. So it's actually the lowest uh, level of the pyramid because this is the level that actually everybody starts out at. It's also known as lust. So it is largely based on like first impressions and attraction. So the feelings in this level of attraction is very strong and it normally overwhelms us like a forest wildfire. But in all relationships, this feeling will eventually fade away. So the next one is actually uh, significance. Yeah, so it is a healthier level of attraction because us humans are social creatures and we want to feel important, we want to feel secure. When we are operating on this level, we enjoy the prestige of having our partner's approval and probably even like desired by the people around our partner's social circle. We feel proud that this person is already committed to us. However, if we only put emphasis on significance level, it is uh, a very it can create a very terrifying concoction of intense emotions of fear, anger, and jealousy when it mixes with the lower biological level, yeah, which can destroy a relationship. So the third level of attraction is the attraction based on meaning. So it's the healthiest level of attraction because this level involves giving and having a common sense of purpose and a couple that share this attraction means they respect each other, they show unconditional uh, level of support and understand like their partner's likes, dislikes, personality, quirks, hopes and dreams. Yeah. So it all sums up to like what do you want your future relationship to be in? Like do you want your relationship to be based on lust or you want it based on significance where it, it might be strained if you are no longer a trophy or approved by his social circle, or you want a relationship that is based on meaning, where you actually share common goals, objectives, and outlooks and dreams. So if we want the type of uh, relationship that is based on meaning, what type of criteria or characteristic are we focusing on when we are actually looking for our dream guy or our dream girl? Yep, totally agree with you, Renee. So um, I think, you know, like what Renee have talked about and you can see it in front of you, you know, on this triangle is that a lot of times, like um, a lot of relationships actually start from biological. And that's why, you know, like people say, uh, you know, uh, this person is not really my type. Uh, I don't really feel the connection. I don't feel like um, the chemistry and things like that. So I mean, like whenever people tell me like love at first sight, right? I always like, I feel like, okay, la. I mean, maybe there are some people who's really love at first sight, but chances are, like what Renee had mentioned is usually like last at first sight because I mean if you just look at the person how do you know how the person is right so that's um where a lot of people start off with but of course um there are also relationships because sometimes you walk on the street right and then I mean all of us like I mean like 
like it or not, we are quite judgmental. So when we walk on the street, sometimes we will see like a couple, right? And then we will think to ourselves or we will comment to like the person with us, you know, like, we're like, wow, you know, the guy's so good looking, leh. Hey, but how come uh, the girlfriend like so-so only? Like how come, you know, they, they will end up together? How come the guy will actually like this girl? You know, like people talk about things like that, right? Or the other way around, maybe the girl is very pretty, you know, and then the guy is very normal. So I think sometimes, you know, like some of these relationships actually start from meaning. So um, it could be like um, they knew each other from a long time they were friends first or like maybe you know like they were doing like community service together and then like you know they just kind of developed the attraction and not just from the biological uh, perspective so I think like what uh, Rene has shared first right I think it's very important that when we are doing up our checklist or what we are looking for in terms of criteria that we put uh, emphasis on not just biological not just significance but also on meaning as well because I think at the end of the day that's really where um we are going to build like a strong, a meaningful, a long-lasting relationship. So um, I think, you know, like quick homework for you guys is really like, um, you know, thinking about the type of love and relationship that you would like to have, right? What are some of the criteria that maybe previously you have put down? And also think about like which level does this, uh, do these criteria fall under? Do they fall under biological? Do they fall under significance? Or they actually fall under meaning? Okay, so let us know, let us know in the, um, in the chat. Okay, I'm just seeing what you guys say. Lydia say, oh, is he, oh he's a rich guy. I think maybe that's uh, in response to my, like the girl very pretty, but then the guy not so good looking or something like that. Okay. So uh, yeah, let us know, you know, what are some of the criteria that you have in mind and like based on that criteria, like maybe you can see uh, which bucket it actually uh, falls under. Um, we have a uh, Victor who say don't understand significance. Okay. So significance, I, I agree like out of the three, right? Significance is the one that's a little bit more difficult to understand. So significance is really like when people are talking a bit more about like trophy girlfriend, trophy boyfriend, you know, it's like they are uh, like, um, someone who would get other people's approval. So, I mean, of course, uh, beauty or like uh, good looking is just one of it. But maybe um, this person comes from a really good school, you know, like this person has a really good job. So, you know, like having this person beside us, you know, we just feel like so much better because we are getting like other people's approval, you know, like, and this person might maybe even uh, desired by other people. So, I would say maybe uh, for biological and significance, um, it's probably quite similar. But of course, meaning is on the other end, you know, so it's not so much about biological attraction, it's not so much about what other people think, but it's really about finding someone that share the same values, you know, like same sense of purpose with us. So I hope that helps. Okay, and uh, of course, uh, the next thing we want to talk about is um how to choose healthy attraction. Because, you know, like um having talked about, you know, like all the different criteria, I think now, you know, like it's really how do we actually understand the five different stages of a relationship uh, when we are dating okay so uh, Angela over to you yes so uh, the five stages of relationship are uh, first stage attraction so at this stage uh, both people are first interest in each other and usually are on their very best behavior so second exploration so this stage is about getting to know each other on slightly deeper levels including exploring individual needs, lifestyle, outlook, values, interests, hobbies, and the like. So stage three, exclusivity. So at this stage, the couple is becoming more serious. And this is the point where they stop dating other people and start dating each other exclusively. 
So stage four, committed couplehood. So here the couple is extremely serious about each other. Although the man has not asked the woman to marry him yet. Engagement stage, which is the last stage, this is where the man asks the woman to marry him and the couple plans for the wedding. So the five stages of relationship can be used as our personal guide uh, when we are in relationship. Uh, it helps us keep track of our progress and also actually prevent, um, actually protect us uh, from uh, unnecessary heartbreaks. So many couples are uh, break up because they are at different stages of the relationship. So one person either goes like too fast or too slow uh, or even skips some stages. So my advice for all singles here is to be aware of these like five stages and uh, where you are at, uh, go through the stages in sequence and communicate openly with your partner. Thank you, Angela. I think this is so important and definitely the five stages of relationship is something that um, you know I talk a lot about and I always share with thinkers out there because I think you know one of the biggest mistakes you know or like um, the reason for a lot of breakups like what Angela has mentioned is that when the two people like you know like in a couple who they are just you know like one is thinking that they are at a four and maybe another one thinking that they they are at a two. Yeah, because for example, um, I think intimacy is definitely, you know, like a part of relationship. And I think for some people, when intimacy happens, they think that, oh, that means they're already in a committed couplehood. But for some people, intimacy could just be exploration or maybe even like, uh, I don't know, attraction, right? So I think it's really important to double check with the other person of which stage you are in because I think if you are just kind of like jumping the gun, you think like, oh, you know, I'm already like in committed couplehood and the other person is just kind of like still exploring then um, obviously your attitude the things that you talk about the way that you treat the other person is going to be very different and as a re result there might be a lot of conflict so I think it's very important to always check in you know like don't just assume like check in to know that okay where are we now at right now you know are we still just getting to know each other or are we already exclusive and so that you you don't just just sort of like you know, kind of, kind of like being your own cloud nine, but then actually you're not there. And at the end, you know, like just, you know, have a lot of like heartaches. Okay, so uh, quite, quite a lot of you seem to be able to uh, relate to what we are talking about tonight. So Regina said, yes, that's true. Sadly, open communication is definitely important. And Billy say have been stuck in stage one and two. <laughs> so, uh, I, I mean, I think it's really good that, um, you know, some of you guys are really reflecting on this and also, you know, getting to know where you are and maybe uh, where your, um, I would say pain point is definitely um, yep so uh, oh Natasha very interesting Natasha said my stage is I don't want to know anyone just directly get married I don't even want to waste time I let my parents choose my partner okay interesting so I'm not sure whether any of you watch uh, like uh, Indian matchmaker right so I think um, in Indian culture I think a lot of people do you know like just leave it to their parents to help choose a partner for them and I think um um, I, I don't know. I, I think it's quite interesting because now being a parent myself, I can kind of understand like why as a parent, we would actually know our child really well because, you know, we not only see them for one year, two years, um, basically we have been there, you know, for the entire of your life. So we do know their characters. We do know like what, um, what might be good for them, even though they might not know. So I don't know. Like, I think it's, it's interesting, but I think even now with Indian matchmaking, they have kind of... Um, 
uh, more, uh, what do you call it, like modify it a bit. So rather than just uh, previously where it's just the parents just making the decision and they just like meet each other, you know, like on the wedding day itself, like now they actually do go through like kind of like a dating ritual where like um, they do meet each other and get to know each other a bit better first. Okay, so uh, with that, I think we also want to talk about, you know, the last topic that we have prepared for you tonight, which is how to develop healthy dating attitudes to increase your chances of finding the right one. So of course, I think, you know, like being successful when it comes to a dating journey is a really a combination of a lot of things, honestly. I think um, your mindset, your skill set, your attitude, your skill and your presentation. So that's just a lot of things. But I think for now, we really just want to focus on how to develop some healthy dating attitudes. So uh, Renee, you want to share with us? Yes. Thank you, Violet. So the first um, tip to actually develop healthy dating life uh, attitudes is actually keep things in perspective. Yeah. So don't make your search for a relationship the center of your life. Concentrate on activities that actually make you happy, like that you enjoy your career, your health, your re relationship with your family, your friends. So focus on making yourself happy. So it will keep you balanced, your life balanced, and actually make you a more interesting person. So when you do meet uh, that someone special, the second one is always actually focus on building a genuine connection. So I know dating game can be like nerve wracking and it's, it's very normal, but no matter how shy or socially awkward you feel, you can overcome it and actually make a great connection. And lastly, always put a priority on having fun. Instead of actually wasting your time on dating apps or hanging out in pickup bars, think of your time as a single person as a great opportunity to actually expand your social circle and participate in new events. Make having fun like your focus. So by pursuing activities you enjoy and putting yourself in new environments, you meet new people and also who share similar interests and actually values with you, even if you don't need someone special from there, you will still have enjoyed yourself and actually make maybe make some new friendships as well. Angela, like, do you have anything to add? Thank you, Renee. I agree everything you said. Uh, so I only have one tip to share. So uh, avoid the chat list syndrome. Uh, it's a good idea to know what things are most important to you. Uh, but when you become inflexible about those criteria, you end up missing out on a lot of uh, interesting sing singles. So just simply because a lot of them don't match enough of the items on your checklist. So my advice is uh, when you decide to whether go on a second date with this person, it's not about how much you like your date this person. It is about how little you dislike him or her. So if there is nothing you dislike about him or her, uh, or if you are uncertain, then uh, just go for it. Uh, ask yourself, uh, what do you actually get to lose if you meet this person one more time for two hours? Uh, be open and get to know them better. You may be surprised. 
I totally agree with you, Angela. I think um, a lot of times, like we are probably too quick to judge. So uh, sometimes we not only just judge them, like I think just now we talk about like uh, their profession, you know, like whether they wear high heels or not. And actually some of you actually mentioned in the chat, like, yeah, you know, like you actually prefer girls in like high heels. So I think, you know, like after going on a date, like, um, you know, don't be so quick to judge, you know, like what Angela has mentioned is good to kind of see like, okay, you know, how did it go? Like, uh, was there anything that I really, didn't like about that person you know if there isn't like feel free to go on a second date because I think a lot of times like you know on the first date people kind of have like first date jitters you know like they might not be you know like uh, at their best that day and I think sometimes like just going on different types of date also bring out like a different side of the person as well so I think this is definitely something to think about and I think just to add on um, or like I think really um, to agree and echo on what uh, Renee have said as well I think a lot of times like um, sometimes we think you know we are looking for a partner to like complete us so uh, I think I've talked about this before like one of my favorite shows uh, I mean in the is it 90s or 2000s uh, is Jerry Maguire and I think one of the lines there it's like uh, I think you know he said to like uh, the character that Renee Swalvega plays which is then he would say you complete me right so I think like as much as I like that movie but I think I really disagree with that line because I think it's um, very, problema- very pro- problematic when we are actually looking for someone else to um complete us because we really cannot control how the other person feel we cannot control their behavior we, we, we the only person we can control is really ourselves right so i think um, it is important that we complete ourselves first we are happy ourselves like um you know, we, we just feel uh, good, you know, we feel confident. So I think like what Renee has mentioned, I think it's really important to enjoy our time as a single person and really use this opportunity to, you know, of course, like expand our social circle, but at the same time, do something that we enjoy as well. Because I think ultimately, like when uh, we are happy, you know, like we have interests, we are we have passion, you know, like we also just come across as a much more interesting and a more desirable person as well. So I think that helps, you know, with, um, you know, some of these tips. So I think Angela and Renee definitely have given us uh, a lot of very practical and great tips tonight. And I think a lot of you have been mentioning in the chat just now, you say like, oh, you know, I, I really resonate with that. I totally agree with that. And, um, you know, time always flies when we are having fun, right? So we are already at 9.45. So uh, now it's time to do some Q&A, okay? So if you have questions, you know, do put in the Q&A right now and then we will go through them very quickly. Okay, so um, we have a question here from Diana. So Diana say, how do I make a move uh, uh, but not come on too strong to a guy? Okay, so who would like to take this question? Okay, so maybe Angela, okay, you go? Yeah, yes. I can do that. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so you probably heard uh, in our previous uh, webinar. La. So uh, as a lady, uh, we do recommend to drop hints um, instead of like for example, ask the guy out directly, <laughs> okay? Because like sometimes some guys may feel um, like how come this lady is uh, moving so fast, okay? And then they will feel a bit pressure, okay? Not all guys, but sometimes. So um, we recommend dropping hints, for example, um, during the day conversation, you're so interested into whatever he is uh, telling you. For example, he say he uh, like this restaurant. Then right away you say, Oh, I always wanted to try that. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, you can, um, towards the end of the day, you just directly tell him, 
that uh, I really enjoy spending time with you tonight and hope to see you soon again. Uh, that also helps because I now the guy know that like, you are interested and uh, that inspired him to ask you out on a second date. Nice, nice. Thank you, Angela, for that. Okay, so we have another question here from Mina. So Mina say, how to manage people who say that you are choosy or picky? <laughs> so it's a bit like the Chinese New Year question, right? Like you go uh, Chinese New Year and then visit your relative and then your relative say, uh, how come you're still single? I, I guess it's a bit like that. Like. And then after that, then you say, oh yeah, la, must be because you are choosy or picky. La. So how to manage people who are like that? Okay, uh, I have been married for a long time, <laughs> not so long time, so I'm not sure if I'm the right person to say. That. Um, but if um, I remember now when I was younger, mm. I do get asked la, by by my uh, relative. Um, usually, I just ignore them <laughs> because like uh, it is not about what they uh, think of you la. So you you just need to be uh, comfortable with yourself. You follow your heart. You follow I uh, what you really want. What you want to do la. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Angela. So, I think also sometimes is to realize that um. Their intentions are good. Lah. So I, I think that's really how I deal with it. Because I think sometimes like, you know, you just get very annoyed, right? Like people will say all these things to you and then you just feel like, oh, I'm so annoyed and frustrated. But I think how I just kind of, so, kind of calm myself down is I just remember that actually their intentions are good. I think they just want, you know, like maybe uh, want me to find a partner soon. They want me to be happy, you know, like, and that's why they say this. So uh, sometimes like, you know, maybe you can just put the question back to them and say that uh, like, uh, oh, you know, then why don't you introduce someone to me? You know, like, or like, uh, you know, you don't want me to just anyhow choose someone and end up with like someone who's not good as well, right? So I think just kind of like, you know, uh, deflect it back to them. I think that's another way of uh, handling it as well. So hopefully that helps uh, with that question, Mina. Okay, so uh, another question here from Poishan. I think this is a good question. How to start a relationship based on meaning if we do not know the person yet? Hmm. And any thoughts on that? So, how to start a relationship based on meaning if we do not know the person yet? Yes. Yes. So, basically, I think uh, for me, it would be like to create like a situation, like to get to know that person. Yeah. So, to get to know that person uh, based on meaning. So, uh, it depends on what values you have. And uh, so, you create like uh, if you are a family person, maybe you guys can like go on to like family places yeah so you have to actually really get to know that person know what is your meaning what is your values and actually go from there so you can focus on uh, finding someone that actually share the same goals and lifestyle as you yeah yeah thank you Renee for that okay I think there's more question coming in I'm just going through them very quickly um uh, this question from Gordon. Uh, how do I make the move and uh, I will not end up being in the friend zone? Yeah, I think this is really a big one. Lah. Guys are always asking us about how to not be friend zone. So uh, Angela, I think you have a lot of experience with coaching our clients in that. Maybe you want to give some like quick and succinct tips to Gordon. Thank you, Violet. Uh, Gordon, um, if that happens to you just one time, it's okay, it's normal, because like, most guys also been in the same situation. Uh, but if it happens to you uh, repeatedly, 
uh, then it could be um, something you do currently um, may end up that result. Lah. Okay, so um, usually what we have seen, uh, of course, uh, in your situation, I need to understand uh, more uh, what, what are you doing, etc. But in uh, with like, most guys I, I talk to in the similar situation, um, usually uh, two major reasons. Uh, one reason is uh, they don't tell the lady their intention, the romantic intention earlier on. Okay, and then they kind of like drag on and then the lady all the way sees uh, this guy is just a friend. And all of a sudden the guy so interested and uh, uh, confess and then the lady is like, uh, didn't expect that. <laughs> okay, because I see all the way put him in uh, friend zone. Okay, so it is important to uh, let the lady know your intention earlier on. Uh. Not telling her I like you and I want to be, to be with you on the first day, but uh, you can say something like, uh, that's great, uh, it's a date. Okay, so uh, something like that. Okay. Um, second is uh, we also see guys are being too nice, okay, try to do everything to please the lady. So uh, when that happens, a uh, lady would look at this guy and then um, would, would see this guy is not like respecting himself because his life is like kind of like surround the lady. Okay, so uh, when um, when they feel that the guy is not respecting themselves, um, then the lady also not really respecting them. Okay, uh, then uh, they will automatically go to friend zone. Mm, I hope thank I you for your question, that. Yes, I think uh, that's that's excellent advice, and I totally agree. One of the main things to do is definitely just state your intention because I think sometimes like the guy also think that the girl has six sense lah, but I think sometimes girls just think like okay lah, this guy very nice to me wah. I think maybe he just want to be my buddy. Okay, that's it lah. Then you're friend zone already. <laughs> okay, so please listen to what Angela has shared. Okay, we have a question here from Paul. So Paul say, I'm 50 years old and I'm divorced. I think that it may be too late to start again. I feel that I'm too old now. How do I erase this mindset? I'm also confusing myself all the time. Yep. So any advice for Paul? Never too late for love. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. definitely. Yes, I think we yeah. do have um quite a number of clients who have now joined us. They are, you know, like in their 50s, we are, they are in their 60s. And in fact, I think we do have like, maybe our oldest client is in the 70s. So Paul, I think you are actually a young baby, you know, <laughs> not to worry. You're definitely not too old. So I hope that answers your question. Okay, um... Okay, this one is interesting. Okay, so maybe um, like both Angela and uh, Renee, you can give your take on this. This one is interesting. How to manage colleagues or bosses at work who persistently ask if I'm married or single? Truth is I'm single, but I don't want to tell them. <laughs> okay, first of all, you need to understand like what is their intention. Maybe they just want to be friendly with you and ask you uh, like, are you single? Like, what's your our relationship status? Uh, or maybe they just want to introduce their friends to you. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, it, it also depends like, if you are interested in that person or you at least you would like to get to know them la, okay if you are very very sure that like, it's not going to work out um, you can uh, tell them that like uh, no la, at the moment I'm not looking for any um, uh, partner la. 
Yeah, I, I think this is something that's a bit um sensitive sometimes. Like even though uh, I think I have to let uh you know all of you guys know, like I think in lunch actually, right, maybe because it's the industry we are in, uh, I think like even during interview, right, our managers, hiring managers would already ask, No, hey, so are you uh married? Are you single? You know? <laughs> and and I think you know, like we are not doing it for any reasons, like it's just I think maybe it's what people call like ping, you know, like uh, occupational hazard. It's like we are always very curious in people. Uh, relationship status because like we are constantly matchmaking right we are constantly like mm, okay if this person is single maybe like who can we match this person up with yeah so Rene what, what do you think like what would you advise in this anonymous attendee who have asked this question I agree with uh, Angela and like um, it's true like you have to find out the intention of them asking are they are they actually trying to um take you out or they are trying to actually uh, get to know you yeah but it's uh i also agree with violet it's a very personal question so it's up to you if you would like to let them know yeah so there is no harm but there is also no harm not letting them know <laughs> yes agree so so i think um it's really about boundaries lah. i think if it's something that you're not comfortable with sharing definitely you know like i think it's important that your colleagues respect your boundaries as well We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Hashtag Love Hacks podcast by Lunch Actually. As I shared before, Lunch Actually has something very special for you, which is the ebook on five stages of relationship. Visit this link, bit.ly slash LA podcast gift and submit your contact details to redeem this special gift. For our next episode, join me and a special guest, celebrity, host, actress, motivational speaker and author, Belinda Lee. Join us to hear her candid sharing of her personal journey of finding love. You do not want to miss this. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and share this with your friends. Stay positive and happy dating.